Talk of the Town with topics that matter. Here's Lisa Kay. Time for Talk of the Town here on KTOE. Hey, it's Lisa Kay back in the studios. And my talk of, talk of the Town guest today, Mankato City Manager Susan Arntz. I haven't seen you. You've been traveling and you're back. Did you have a good Fourth of July? We did have a good holiday. Our family uh, traveled uh, with uh, another family, some of our best friends. And it was kind of a decathlon of vacations. So we took the kids whitewater rafting. We took the kids zip lining on the longest zip line in North America. Um, and we did a lot of hikes to waterfalls. Um, we just we did a lot of things. And as many families know, as your kids start to get older, it gets harder and harder to hey, get yes. them all together. Yeah. And so, you know, it could very well be that this could be the last big trip we can take everybody on. Don't say that. I know it's right? sad to think about, but, you know, when we can harvest those opportunities, uh, we try to. Right. And with a couple, two of our kids, if they don't work, they don't get paid. And so for them to take uh, 11 days and spend time with us um, for, in forced family fun, mm-hmm. um, they all said thank you. So. That That's, was the best. So they had a good time. They had a great time. Right? Yeah. Oh, do, Little, were you in the Pacific Northwest? We were. Our okay. oldest daughter lives out in that area. So we were there and then we drove uh, further north into Canada. Oh, nice. And, um, uh, you know, whitewater rafting is not visit the, the wildfires. <laughs> no, there was some, there was some haze, but yeah. we had really great weather and whitewater rafting. I've never done that. Oh, it's um, terrifying, yeah. but fun. Um, I did uh, was told by the guide of our boat that I made the white salmon uh, swim team because I fell out of the boat. Oh no! Um, but uh, we I see gone, you're walking fine though. You didn't get injured. No, it did not get injured. We had gone up over a rock, and as the boat landed, it landed with so much force that the two of us that were on that side kind of fell backwards. Oh, and your gosh. foot is tethered, uh, you know, not like attached, tethered, but you're foot is kind of um, wedged underneath a uh, inflatable part of the raft. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could feel that if I didn't let go, um, I would be uh, heading over to OFC to when I got back to right. uh, be evaluated for my knee. And so to protect that, um, as the city manager, I can't have one more uh, injury uh, on a vacation. Uh, the city council would say <laughs> you're no longer allowed to have vacation. You're going to stay here. We're going to wrap you in bubble wrap. Right, right. So um, anyway, it was all well, good. I'm glad everybody yeah. was happy and healthy and has returned to full-on work. There is a lot of stuff happening uh, between uh, concerts and we've got Rib Fest coming up and lots of different work going on in the city. Yeah, it's um, been great. So we're here to talk today a little bit about, um, now I will admit that at one point in time I was a hockey parent and I cared deeply and I knew a lot about things i don't care to know about now, but you're going to tell me all of those things that I've missed since we've left All Seasons Arena as a family. Yeah. Um, my kids aren't, right? well, well, I have one hockey player left. Sure, She's sure. Uh, heading towards high school. But um, there's been some talk uh, that we've talked about before, improvements that All Seasons Arena has needed. Who owns All Seasons Arena? People are a little bit confused about how the operation of that facility happens and who's got say in what. Uh, can you give me a little background yeah. about where we are right now? Sure. Yeah. So right now, All Seasons Arena is owned by essentially a joint powers board. Uh, that joint powers board is comprised of Blue Earth County, uh, the city of Mankato, and the city of North Mankato. We each have some proportionate shares based on our populations. So, for example, uh, the city of Mankato is a 69.82% owner of the facility, 
So that's our financial share okay. of that based on our population. And then uh, North Mankato, 22.41. Blue Earth County is uh, 7.77, I think it is. Okay. And so proportionately, we pay... Um, the most, a big chunk. The city of Mankato <laughs> does. But as a partnership, we right. share in that. And then from a, a joint powers board, we have one uh, elected representative from each of the partners that have equal votes. So although we have a larger proportionate share our vote is equal to the other partners. Okay. Um, and some might say that's unfair. Uh, you know, that was my initial thought, but yeah. also in the grand eh. scheme of things, it works really well. Okay, good. And we, um, you know, last year, uh, two of the partners elected to um, step away from being part of the partnership, uh, the city of Skyline and the city of Eagle Lake. Um, there's, the students that live in those communities that are part of the Mankato area public school system, if they play hockey through or figure skate through a program the school district runs, uh, those kids are likely still involved um, at the arena um, through the through their school mm-hmm. program. Um, and uh, so we do. We have three members of the board. Um, last year, we worked really hard on updating bylaws. Um, the board then hires an operator, uh, and in 2020, uh, the n- November of 2020, the city of Mankato became the operator of that f- operation. Prior to that, it was the public school system. Okay. And so in the late later part of 2020, the school system opted out of uh, continuing to serve as operator, and the city of Mankato stepped in. Um, so we've been working with the operations team at the facility uh, from when I started to now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've come a long way, and we're very proud of the team that does the work there. Um, and we've the board has done a good job of starting to think about building a capital plan. You know, everything in a space eventually has to be maintained, replaced, updated, cared for, mm-hmm. and uh one of the big focuses that I've had since I've been in Mankato, we had a lot of really big projects that COVID halted, COVID stopped. And in 2021, we made the decision to pick up many of these recreation projects. Um, Thomas Fields, Turtle Lap Park, Community Athletic Fields. Those were three of the big ones that we picked up. Uh, The other project that was in that mix was a new arena with new ice sheets. Mm-hmm. And the more we've studied it, uh, a location had been kind of noodled on uh, a couple different locations, and we pursued both of them to see would they be viable financially. And we just couldn't make either of them financially work. And along the way, um, you know, I'm still new, right? Mm-hmm. So, But along the way, I discover the condition of the All Seasons Arena. Right. That was one of the things that... Um, was big as far as you know being in the hockey community uh, as a parent hearing all about refrigeration systems going down lobbies not big enough locker rooms aren't adequate all of these different things that people are I want I want I want yeah um, and for us uh, I noticed I noticed uh, like there was a group that went out and designed and you know here's what we want and we want it new but if we don't take care of the facility that we have. I always thought, well, what becomes of this then? Right. So if we don't maintain the things we have, they eventually you can't have them. They have to go away. Right. right? Or you have to make a massive investment to fix them. 
And so where we're at is this facility was built in the early 70s. In, uh, you know, it's had a couple of remodels, uh, but relatively minor remodels. Mm-hmm. You know, there was some work in the 80s. And then in 2005, uh, one of the ICE systems had some significant improvement to it. And there was some other work that was done, 2005, I think. And um, now we're at a situation where both sheets, the ice system for both sheets of ice are starting to fail. Uh, when we started up the system, uh, you know, this last year, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the startup of this last season, uh, we had leaks in this ice system. Oh. So we had to get our contractors out there to repair the leaks. Um, and when you start having system leaks, uh, you know, repairs are only so good. And these ice systems are generally, their useful life is in that 20 to 25 years if you if they're maintained well. And we've got, in 2005, when the work was done, some of the work was done, but the piping wasn't replaced. And, you know, so... That starts to wear. It starts to, wear. to compound, mm-hmm. compound itself. And, um, you know, we've got major fire code issues in the facility. So if you know the facility well, you know that from one of the sheets, when you look up, you see a ton of um, wood paneling. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in the concessions area, you see wood paneling. Mm-hmm. If you're attached to that in any way, shape, or form, um, please call me. I will try to etch a corner of it off when we start work <laughs> that's planned and put it in a shadow box for you because um, it's coming down. It's all got to go. Okay. Um, it it just it's it's a major fire hazard, and so the wood paneling's got to go. Um, so generally, what's kind of happened of late is. Um, Earlier in 21, the board started conversations uh, about, or 22, earlier in 22, the board started some earnest conversations about the facility itself. Mm -hmm. We had ISG do some initial work giving, you know, kind of a condition index, so to speak, of the facility. Um, And then as we navigated forward and the board felt like they were ready to start making some true investments in the facility, uh, the board started working with, um, we did an RFP and hired Knudsen Construction as a result of that to do a um, analysis, a facility analysis, and make some recommendations of what could, should be done mm-hmm. with a stage of priorities. And our first priority was making sure we had ice. Right. You know, so if we're going to do something to the facility, let's start first by our number one priority being that we can continue to produce ice because in that facility, if we don't maintain it and can't produce ice, our hockey program eventually fails because we don't have space for it right. anywhere else that can accommodate that volume. And um, so it, we had we hired Knutson Construction. They did some report work for us on this and came back to us. Um, and the board received a, a report from them that had um, 18 different options with one other recommendation uh, the first three options uh, really address the ice, the sheet of ice, and how do you produce ice. And so um, the the next set of options addressed uh, kind of, I'll say, some of the, the rink issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a whole section that kind of talk about flow and creating some additional space, HVAC improvements. I mean, it would be somewhat silly for us to make this size of an investment and not take care of 
the boilers and the other things that right. because it's really hard for cities to finance recreation projects. Um, it'd be really hard for us to make a multi-million dollar investment and then come back two years later and say, oh, we got to do this now. Uh, we right? have to add this and, yeah. that and change that. Right. Susan Arts, Mankato City Manager, in with Talk of the Town today. We're do, doing a little bit of a recap on what's going on with All Seasons Arena and some of the improvements uh, for the hockey community and the figure skating community, um, the ice-using community, because we have those two sheets of ice, and we talked about uh, being able to care for what we have um, before we're going out and building something new that's going to cost additional money over there. We need to take care of what we have first. Makes a lot of sense to me. Um, some of the improvements that you said were needed, where do you start? You start with the ice itself. Yeah, so we have, um, so with Knutson Construction, one of the biggest things we have for them for from their perspective that we need is we need someone to stage the construction because of how that facility operates. Right now, the two sheets of ice are separate systems. Mm-hmm. So for as much as a challenge that's been in this construction, it actually works to our advantage. Okay. Because we can do work on one and still allow potentially the other one to operate for a period of time. True. So trying to minimize downtime as much as we possibly can. We will have some. We're trying to work hard to figure out a schedule that will minimize that to as a strongest degree that we can. Um, we've got, you know, the two sheets of ice and then the systems that go with it. We have a small room that will have to be added because we'll be adding an ammonia-based system and so in the control room where the ammonia is, we need a separate type of room for the controls for, the, for that. Okay. So we'll have that. Um, the other piece that then we get into is uh, the board has kind of selected from the list of 18 options, option one through 13, and then kind of said, go fundraise for option five. I'll explain what that is. Okay. And go fundraise for option 18. Um, so uh, in, in the facility itself, we plan to reduce the rink size uh, from the Olympic size rink to more of the NHL size rink. Mm-hmm. And the University of Minnesota has recently done that. Sure. A number of uh, arenas around the state have started that uh, work. And by reducing that re- are- the arena slightly, we will. Um, it allows us to create an observation balcony um, along one side okay. because we create more space. Right. And that observation balcony, the first thing most people think about is, oh, that'll be a great viewing area. That is true. It will add to the viewing area um, in a significant way. The piece that I think about is how can we manage our ADA accommodations? Because the facility doesn't isn't really as accessible mm-hmm. to people who have different abilities or mobility challenges or those kinds of things. True. And this observation area will help create uh, a better platform. If you've ever spent a significant amount of time at the All Seasons Arena, you know it's chopped up into bits and pieces and the flow in the building itself is challenging. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not from here and you walk in and you want to go to the concession stand. You have to ask. (laughs) Well, you're going to add to your steps for the day. That's true. And you have to ask. I mean, it's it's a trek. Um, And it's up and it's down and there's stairs and, you know, it's just not a good environment for all people. So, Mm -hmm. By creating this observation deck, that helps with that. The other thing that we're going to be doing is moving the concession area uh, up to the second level. And by moving the concession area, uh, one of the situations we've identified that exists is that we have kind of adjacent to the concession area, there's a um, a locker room, for lack of better words, Mm -hmm. or changing room Mm -hmm. 
that is used primarily by the figure skating community. Right. And, you know, from people, it just creates a situation that's really awkward for the participants in the figure skating to be able to change costumes. Come right out and, to the concession area. And yeah. then you've got people standing in the concession <laughs> yep. area. Sometimes the door gets held open and, you know, you've got sightline issues. So our plan is to move the, separate the concessions from the locker rooms nice. completely. Okay. Uh, we intend to take the dryland training area that's currently there and move that into a new location because uh, from my perspective, that is currently occupying some of the prime real estate in the building. 100% agree. That by moving yeah. that, um, one, it makes it, we can move it. And then one of the fundraising pieces is finishing out that room for the users of that space. So we've been working with a couple of different partners uh, that might be willing to help with fundraising that portion of the project. Mm -hmm. And um, so that gets into a better space. Uh, you know, just so the listeners can kind of kind of understand if they've never been in it, it has drop ceilings. It has uh, sprinkler heads that are visible. Right. It has just it's, traditional paneling. It's not set up for the activity that's okay, happening. I was going to say it's not conducive for dry land. No. Mm -mm. And so by and by relocating it, we improve again the flow of the facility. It's using, as I say, some of the most valuable real estate in that building from a viewing perspective. Right. So you'll see that get shifted and moved. Um, we have, seems small, cost-wise, it's probably the cheapest part of this whole project, but probably one of the most important for the hockey players. We are going to be moving or hope to, add, to spend, it's $20,000, it's the cheapest part of this whole project, <laughs> um, but improving the pedestrian access near where the Zambonis operate. Because right now, when the Zambonis come out of the door, the dasher boards open with a swing so uh, like a gate, yep. so to speak. And what we really need is we need an overhead up. pull. Yeah. It needs to go up so that you're not impeding pedestrian access and the Zambonis can get out there <laughs> so that you have the users can both live together. Okay. Um, and, you know, that's one of those high value, low cost pieces of, of work that we can do um, at this facility. So that's a big part of it. Then, as I mentioned, we have HVAC work that we're going to do. Since we're there, um, the last thing that we had a lot of debate about was the parking lot. We've heard from people that they <laughs> that the parking lot needs help. It does. Uh, we don't disagree. Mm -hmm. uh, the parking lot is a really expensive part of the project. So what instead the board is going to do is uh, do let the con do some patching temporarily, right? And then because uh, we anticipate we'll have a season, another season of ice, twenty three, twenty four, and then. Uh, in 24, we'll do the construction, and then after construction, you know, kind of evaluate patching, come back, fix that, and maybe do a mill and overlay or, a, you know, improve the image of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. It won't substantially improve construction. So we'll do that. And then the last thing is option 18 that the board has asked for us, or I'm sorry, option five that the board asked for us to fundraise is new dasher boards. Oh, um, yeah. So that when we're shifting the size of the rink uh, we can use the re reuse the old dasher boards mm -hmm. but it's you know it's like putting together legos that are a little bit broken or they don't quite fit uh, and so we're going to constantly be you know kind of adjusting and shifting and so what they've asked for is for us to fundraise see if we can fundraise that and we've talked to two different parties that have indicated they they're interested in participating it might not fund all of it but there might be 
a gift towards the arena that could be applied to that. So the Dasher board piece, that's about $170,000. And then the Dasher, or the Dasher boards is two hundred and seventy, and then the dry land room is about $170,000. Wow. So the total project right. is about $11.5 million. So it's a lot. It's a big. <laughs> it is a lot. But you know what? Some improvements are needed. And I think that that is going to be money that's well spent. Yeah. I guess the last really big thing is uh, the school district has agreed to partner as a, you know, they've got six teams that play at this arena and they aren't joining the partnership, but they um, have room in their lease levy that for facility improvements. So we're really proud that the school district um, has agreed to be a financial partner in this project. And uh, just so the listeners know, there's room for anybody else that might want to help make this project a reality. Jump on board. If people are interested in more information, anything like that, is is there? Should a, call me. Really? Yep, they should call You're me. You're going to put it out there like that, Susan? Yep. Yep. <laughs> 507-387-8695. Oh, boy. There you Let me it. know. You just did it. All right. Well, thank you so much for all yeah. the updates. It's always good to know. And so we're looking for uh, construction, possibly 2024. 2024. All right. Well, All Seasons Arena, here we come. It's Talk of the Town here on KTOE. Our Mankato City Manager, Susan Arnson. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you.